0: Good morning. It's July 26th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. We have three psalms to read this morning. Psalms 47, 48, and 49. And then in Acts 26, a great section of the New Testament. So our Old Testament reading, uh, Psalm 47, is a psalm about jubilance, about expressive joy, about worshiping God in a kind of uh, emotive way, a way that uh, is going to bring out uh, even enthusiasm in our worship and in our praise. There should be some times I trust when that is easy to do. If not, we should, uh, even as we see in the psalms, just tell our soul, like Psalm 103 says, to get engaged and active in doing this, even when we don't feel like it. Uh, we talk in this text about the fear of God because he's most high, he's ruling, he's sovereign, he's in charge. And just to recalibrate our thinking, as is one of our values here at Compass, to always work to maintain a high view of God, this is what but uh, certainly is demonstrated here in this great psalm. Uh, In Psalm 48, we see praise to the city, uh, the city of Jerusalem, the capital of uh, Israel, the people of God that are celebrating the greatness of God in the city. Uh, It's poetically described, and usually you see this discussion of the earthly Jerusalem start to overlap into a uh, celestial Jerusalem, which of course the eternal home for God's people is called the New Jerusalem. Uh, And you see that even indicated and telegraphed with the word Zion. Of course, Zion is one of the hills of Jerusalem, but uh, that's the word that idealizes so often the city of Jerusalem in the Old Testament. And here is a picture of worship about Zion about uh, Jerusalem about the greatness of the city and it's a celebration of the capital of God's people uh, in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament Psalm 49, this is a passage that says uh, we ought to engage in worship and see the greatness of God, whether we're rich or we're poor. It then speaks about the rich and about the fact that money can't save you from death. It can't redeem your soul. Uh, All the fame that money might cause you is temporary. And so it's good to get all that in perspective, as the book of Ecclesiastes does, as... Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 does, and all of these passages remind us that money is certainly overblown in terms of what it does for you here on this earth. We're often uh, led astray by the love of money. It's not money in and of itself. It's that quest to have it for all the wrong reasons, Uh, not that uh, poverty is equated with godliness. That's certainly not the case, but money is not the answer that so often we are tempted to think that it is. Our New Testament reading, one of the greatest uh, chapters, I think, in the book of Acts is Paul gives his defense to King Agrippa. it's Agrippa the first son and King Agrippa here is uh, sitting there listening to Paul's response and as Paul gets into the entire reason for his um, incarceration, why he's been so controversial, he recalls his uh, conversion on the road to Damascus back there in Acts chapter nine. He talks about being obedient to that heavenly calling to be this spokesperson of the gospel. Uh, he then gets into speaking. He gets into speaking about the resurrection of Christ, where Festus breaks in. Remember, Festus is the successor to Felix, uh, and he is. Um, breaking in to say you're crazy right your great learning has driven you mad you're out of your mind Paul because he starts talking about life after death which of course he defaults to the scripture and says listen there's nothing here unusual at all he defers to King Agrippa and saying you know these things you know the prophets you know what they say he's very persuasive in this uh, apologetic defense of the gospel and his ministry and King Agrippa even says you know you're trying to persuade me to become a Christian in this short time? And of course, Paul's response is great. Um, whether short time, long time, you know, I want everyone to be as I am, except for these chains. And of course, he's trying to get out of this situation, which Agrippa confesses in the last couple of verses here that he would have done uh, were it not for the fact that Paul had deferred to Agrippa, I'm sorry, deferred to Caesar. And when he appealed to Caesar, of course, Agrippa uh, then uh, says he felt bound to send him there, and so that's what happens to the Apostle Paul in, in Acts 26. It's a great, great chapter. I hope you spend time uh, carefully looking at everything the Apostle Paul does and says there. Our community imperative real quick is in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, which says concerning food uh, offered to idols, which was a controversial issue in that time. He says we know that you know, all of us possess knowledge, uh, and this knowledge puffs up. Uh, but love builds up. That's a great statement about the controversy that was brewing in Corinth in the Corinthian church. And he's saying, you know, everyone thinks they know so much. They have all this knowledge, but knowledge is uh, something that can just make you proud unless it's utilized for good to build people up. That's a great concept and even a great word in the Greek New Testament to edify someone, to build them up, to see them come out the other side of your engagement with them regarding your knowledge and the application of your knowledge, uh, to see them be bettered, see them grow in their faith, to see them come out the other side more mature. So I put it this way, use knowledge to strengthen each other. The knowledge you have about the Bible, about God, about theology, about Christian doctrine, about anything uh, that we are going to discuss in a small group or in a Sunday school class or in a church setting or on the patio of our church after a church service, it ought to be used to build people up. It ought to be used to make them more mature, more spiritually strong. And that is how we use our knowledge, not to show off, not to puff up, not to say we know more than someone else just for the sake of uh, saying we know more than someone else. So use knowledge to strengthen each other. Of course, I'm talking about biblical knowledge here in particular, and that's a good thing for us to remember as we interact with each other today and all this week.